everyone, welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we have a special guest uh, this week. We have Jamie Zurk, James03 in the DraftKings League. Just had a big win last week with uh, 222.84 points. How about it, Stu? Hey, yeah, good, good week. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, just as reference, his nickname is Stu, so we call him that a lot. If we refer to this in the show, we're actually talking about Jamie. I'll try not to, though. Um, but last week he did win big. Uh, he had Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. got him 143 per point. I think he was priced at 8K, scored 50-some points. Uh, and t- let's talk us about your uh, your Indiana wide receiver pick here, Jamie. Talk us through the, the story behind him. <laughs> well, you're always preaching to us about uh, grabbing that under 5K guy. Um, I think the week before I was on a WAP um, on Indiana, their number one wide receiver. And so just looking for a second guy and uh, jumped on in and got a little lucky this week. Yeah. Ty Fogley? Fogley. Fry Fogel, I believe. Fogel. Okay. All right. Well, he netted you 102 per point. So I say you did pretty well there. Uh, that's always good to have in your roster. Uh, Cruz two, four, four finished second followed by story one, one, three, five and third. Uh, we've had story on the show before, uh, in the season long swag contest, Ewallo six is still in the lead with an average placement now of three followed by Cruz with a 3.3 in Jamie. Uh, with a 3.5 now in third. Uh, this week we'll be playing the Saturday main slate 13 game. It was 16 at one point, and it's uh, it's whittled down wall. Kind of the story this week is the same as last week. Uh, just a lot of canceled games, right, Wall? It absolutely was the story of last weekend, Woj. You know, the real story, if I do say so myself, 15 games canceled or postponed off to a rocky start as well this week. No? Yeah. Uh, other games we had, we had the Miami um, and Virginia Tech. Either team could have won that, right? I mean, that was a good game. Oh, I was watching it. You know, I don't know who this Stu character is, but the real Jay-Z, he's the one that gave me that line last week. I'm sure you were on it, Zerg. Either team could have won that one. Yeah, definitely. I felt like we got away with one uh, there at the end. It sure did, but we had the points. We jumped in there early, plus two and a half. I'm sure we were sweating a little less than some other people that might not have gotten the hook on that, but it was a good game to watch. Either team could have won. We were on the dog. That's what you want to have when you you know, you know want to get getting those points in a very, very close game. But we also got to watch some real football on Sunday. There was some real football to watch on Sunday, Cal versus UCLA. Yeah, Pac-12. Wasn't that exciting, though. Um <laughs> They're uh, not two of the best teams in the Pac-12, that's for sure. Uh, Jamie is our resident Pac-12 expert. Tell us a little bit about that game. You know, I uh, I didn't catch as much as I'd like. Uh, Master Sunday had me a little distracted there. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, and we'll talk more about uh, UCLA a little bit later. I, I kind of like their quarterback. Um He's more of a dual threat kind of guy, excited for him to actually get into one of these main slates. Um, but let's move on to this week's games, guys. We got LSU 2-3 and three at Arkansas, who's 3-4, and four, 11 a.m. on SEC Network Ball. Battle for the golden boot, Woj. LSU minus three in this one, over under 63 and a half. 
Arkansas on that money line, plus 114. Arkansas actually opened as the favorite. They're given one point. My system in this one has Arkansas plus four and a half. Not what I was expecting out of the system. You got to figure on my end that incorporates a little bit of last year's data still because it's only the fifth game of the season. So last year, LSU was a very good team. This year, not so much the case. Maybe that's why the system has him there. But Felipe Franks, quarterback over there in Arkansas, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Good year so far, completing 68% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, the three interceptions, that touchdown to interception ratio, man, that's how you judge these quarterbacks. Arkansas, giving up 23 sacks in the season, though. 118 yards in sacks they've given up. If you haven't watched these games, how do you figure out if these sacks are the quarterback's fault? or the defensive line's fault? Well, you divide the yards by sacks. It comes out to 5.1. Well, what do you think the average you know, quarterback drop in a pass is? How many yards? A quarterback dropping the pass? No, a quarterback dropping back to pass. How, how, on average, how many oh. yards do you think they're dropping back on a, a three-step I mean, drop? Back, uh, the three-step drop, they're dropping back five yards. Exactly, and they're averaging 5.1. That's not on the quarterback. It's not from him you know, running or making bad decisions. That's the line letting a lot of defensive people through. You can't do that. Their offensive line is struggling there over there in Arkansas. You know, people will say, well, hell, the whole LSU team is struggling. I don't disagree with that. But one strong spot on this LSU is their upfront defense. You know, they might get in there. Questions before with some of the talent they lost, the NFL up front there on defensive line. But they performed so far this season, 14 sacks. But if you watch them, it's more than the sacks. They cause hurries. They cause problems for offenses. You know, watch that battle in the pits on this one, especially that LSU defensive line, to see what to expect early in the game for the game going forward. Maybe make a live game bet off of that basis. Who's winning that battle in the pits? That's a good point, Wall. Uh, really, the highlight of the LSU team so far is just that uh, the front defensive line because there's not much else to look forward to. You got – your hurt quarterback in Miles Brennan, who's still injured. So TJ Finley, again, will come back in for LSU. He's at 6,400 on DraftKings. Um, Ed Orgeron has kind of changed the offense around uh, with Finley at QB. You know, Brennan averaged 43.6 passes per game to Finley's just 22.5. Uh, Finley did share reps last week with Max Johnson uh, against Auburn, who threw it 24 times. So they threw it a little bit more in uh, the last game, but – uh, that's just because they were behind and they they had to pick some they had to find out something that was going to work. Um, they also have two running backs and in the South Carolina game they carried it for 40 times, which is way more than any of the ones they've done in the past when Brennan's been in there. So they they are relying on the run a little bit more heavily. Um, you know their offense is just really all over the place. QB changes, running backs getting carries in some games and not others. I it's a tough game to pick anybody from LSU. Um, another note is 12 receivers also caught the ball last week. So, you know, picking out like Terrence Marshall from the wide receiver from LSU would just be, uh, it would be a struggle as well. I mean, I just wouldn't trust any of that. Um, on the other end of this LSU, so their, their front defensive front line is great, but their secondary is terrible, uh, because LSU has given up 60.7 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers and tight ends. Well, that's not good. They're in the crowd of Tulane, Utah State, Georgia State, Memphis, and East Carolina at the bottom of the barrel in the NCAA as far as that stat goes. It's not good company to be in. Uh, so let's look at some Arkansas wide receivers. Flippe Frank, or let's talk about Flippe Franks first, the quarterback. He's He just doesn't produce enough to get 
good fantasy points. I mean, he's had one good game. That was the Auburn game where he scored 34.5 points. Uh, he threw for over 300 yards. That's a big point because that's the only one, only game he's thrown for over 400, 300. Uh, and he threw for four TDs in that. Uh, he doesn't really – he scrambles some, but he doesn't really ever get in the end zone. He has yet to get in the end zone with his feet this year. Um, and even last week against Florida, 19.2 points, went 15 of 19, so really consistent, really average, but they don't rely all that heavily on him to actually win the game for him. He's just a solid, consistent quarterback. Uh, decent play for probably a cash game, but I'm just not going to trust him in, in any sort of tournament situation here. But quarterbacks or the running wide receivers with him, uh, I do trust just because of this LSU stat, 60.7 fanny fantasy points per game to wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, Trelon Burks uh, at 6,100. Burks has had some huge games this year, but also had some poor performances, but both were against good secondaries and one game he was taken out due to an injury. So, I mean, he's a solid option this week. And then Mike Woods, the other wide receiver from Arkansas, he's at 5k. Um, He's just overall a little bit more consistent, just doesn't get the big numbers. He gets consistent, uh, uh, targets and he gets a lot of receptions so to i mean i just like him at that price point five thousand it's really good for a cash game just because of his consistency he's going to get targeted in this game for sure so just one of those things to watch out for jamie anybody uh you're thinking of in this game or or what are your thoughts in this game you know i actually was a little surprised you guys uh brought this one up to talk about i, I don't have a lot on it lsu's looked all over all over the place this year. And kind of like you said, Frank's he's been solid, but he's, he's not going to put up the big numbers you're looking for in uh fantasy. I couldn't agree more. You know, this, who knows what kind of LSU team's going to show up to this one. I think Jamie and I have had this conversation before a lot of randomness this year, but definitely a lot of randomness with this LSU team. We'll see what team shows up, but you know what? A team like this, that, you know, they're very everywhere. I'm going to take the, Opposing team, especially the home team, especially the dog. Give me those points. I don't want that money line. Not worried about it. Give me those three points for the home dog. That's where I'm at on this one. All right. Well, let's move on to the Big Ten. We got number nine, Indiana, who's 4-0 at number three, Ohio State, who's 3-0, 11 a.m. on Fox. Well, hey, we won some good money on Indiana last week. I like them. I like them a lot. This game, Ohio State minus 20 and a half. Over under a 66 and a half. <laughs> I liked them last Wait, week. I'll say that. Did I hear that right? Minus 20 and a half against number nine undefeated Indiana wall? <laughs> number nine undefeated Indiana. Yeah, let's see where they're sitting behind. Cincinnati, BYU. I mean, take it with a grain of salt, Woj. I, you, you take those rankings with a grain of salt right now. I, I was, you know, I was talking to my friend uh, Mike Eschenbach the other day. He's telling me he's a big Ohio State fan, Zerk. I, I think when we were playing hockey, Mr. Left Wing and I were having this conversation, no? Yeah, I, I do remember a little back and forth on the Ohio State team. Yeah, he's a big Ohio State fan. He's saying, hey, take those points with Indiana. We got Ohio State, you know, dropping 20 and a half on them. You know, hey, back up the horses, man. Why would I bet against this Ohio State team? Clearly one of the best in the nation. I do think Indiana's a good team. But again, Woj, take that number nine ranking and you throw it out the window. Take it with a grain of salt. All right, all right, Jamie. What are your thoughts on this game? I want to hear your, I want to hear a different perspective here. Uh, you know, I, that is a lot of points, but Indiana really hasn't proven a lot. I mean, they they've beat some Big Ten teams that obviously, in this strange year, the Big Ten's a little off. I mean, Ohio State's really the only team I think so far you could ta- say is uh, 
on top or really competing for the top. Uh, I think that 20 and a half is going to be uh, tough for uh, Indiana to stay within. All right. All right. Um, so the guys to look at in this game, though, as far as DraftKings goes, obviously we got to look at Justin Fields. Uh, he's only 9K on DraftKings, by the way. And this week in DraftKings, like, let, let's just go through the list here, right from the top to bottom. we got Trask, Lawrence, Hooker, Fields, Gabriel, Jones. I mean, we have all-star lineups this week on DraftKings, and uh, Fields is one, two, three, four, sixth back as far as quarterbacks go. Um, and I just don't, I don't agree with that a hundred percent. It's probably just cause he doesn't have the, uh, kind of games under his belt yet, but he's been pretty close to perfect so far this season, guys. 87.6% of his passes completed this season in three games, 72 of 83. That's, that's good. That's awesome. Uh, key thing with fields is he can run it in for a TD too. And two out of the three games he did. Uh, he's, he's, he uses his feet, he uses his feet near the end zone. And I, I just like the way they use the, they, he's a threat down there for them. Um, Indiana can score points, but they also can give up a lot of points. Uh, I have him slated this week at 35 points, puts me right, right about average with him. Um, and you know, while it's just that time of the week, I just, we get, we got to go for it. Moja's stack of the week. Let's stack this up. Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State at 79,000, and Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, 76,000. Now, Wilson has 28 targets on the season, hauling in 24 of them. Olave has 20, bringing in 18. Both are pretty consistent, not many drops. Uh, do note that Olave has had two touchdowns in each of the last two games. Uh, there's enough points around to go around in this stack as long as this game kind of stays tight. Uh, and I'm expecting it to stay kind of tight. I'm expecting Ohio State to give up some points to Indiana. And we'll talk more about that later and possibly my pick them. But uh, all in all, at the end of the day, you're spending 24500 on this stack. So it's it's going to put you back. You're going to have to find some cheaper options uh, down the line. But I, I'm guessing I'm liking the number 91 as the total for this stack, which uh, which is really good. And I think it's always can go higher. Alave and Wilson have both been productive wide receivers, even working together and sharing those receptions. So uh, totally in for that stack. That's definitely my stack of the week. Uh, as far as Indiana goes, I just want to key in on receivers. And we already talked about them once. Uh, Jamie, say his name. Uh, Fry Fogel. Yeah, Fry Fogel. Uh, <laughs> 6,300. Consistent targets, 10, 7, 10, 14. Uh, has improved with his his uh, receptions, yards, and TDs each of the weeks he's played. Uh, exploded last week with 46 points, like we talked about. He got Jamie 100 and what was it, 102 points per per dollar spent. Uh, middle of the road price point here to to fill a roster, 6,300, not that bad. Uh, and in big games, especially in the Big Ten, tight ends got to get involved. Peyton Hendershot, the tight end from Indiana, is $3,800, 3,800. Uh, I bring him up just because of his price. You're going to need to fill in some of those cheaper guys if you're going to end up going with the, that triple stack in a tournament lineup. You got, you're going to need one of these 3,800 guys or uh, 4,000 guys to, to score you some points, and he's one of these guys that can do it. Scored 21.4 points against Rutgers. Uh, he's had some so-so games, but in every game he's had catches and had targets. So I just like someone that's consistent like that um, at 3,800, and I'll kind of – move this over to Penn State, I've been taking their tight end the last couple weeks, and I think Jamie did as well last week. Um, 
it, he was just one of those guys that is cheap, gets gets targets. So you're going to get that point per reception. Has a chance to get into the end zone. There's nothing wrong with those guys on the cheap end like that. And that's why I like taking them and looking at them. Uh, Jamie, we're going to throw this game off to you because I know how big of a Ducks fan you are. But UCLA 1-1 one one at number 11 Oregon, 2-0, ESPN2, 2.30 p.m. on – or 2.30 p.m. on ESPN2, sorry. Yeah, excited. Definitely uh, took a little while for the Pac-12 to uh, get started, but now that they're going, it's it's good to see, good to watch. Uh, Ducks so far this year, 2-0, uh, and oh, but they've gotten out to slow starts in uh, both games. Actually, against Stanford, they were up seven or uh, 14 to seven in the first half. Then went on to win 35-14. Washington State, they're actually trailing 14 to 19 in the first half, and that was even with a uh, pretty fortunate uh, play at the end of the first half to even get uh, that second score. Um, but they have come out and taken business, taken care of business in the uh, second half. So. One thing I'm going to keep an eye on is actually uh, not betting pregame and actually looking at some live action and getting a little bit better number uh, than the opening line and uh, picking them up in the live game. I'm uh, I'm addicted to your running backs, by the way, C.J. Verdell and Travis Dye. Now, Verdell gets a bulkier carries, but Dye had two receptions for two catches and two touchdowns last week, so that was pretty exciting to see. I like both of them getting involved in that pass game out there with your quarterback, Tyler. Uh, saw um, I'm excited for him to get on the main slate as well as the UCLA quarterback, which we talked about earlier, Doran Thomas Robinson, dual threat scores in the ground. Uh, Robinson is, is very inaccurate though, but they'd like to throw it a lot more. He's only com- completed 50% of his passes were as Tyler has completed quite a few. He looks like a pretty solid quarterback over there for the ducks. Yeah, he's definitely playing well. Uh, I mean, it's showing that as a young quarterback, often, you know, looking to run uh, after his first read, but he, he's coming along nicely. Yeah, Oregon is my, giving 13.5 on that. The over-under is sitting at 66.5. Let's move on to probably one of my most excited games to kind of just key in on, check on, and watch is number seven Cincinnati, who's 7-0 at UCF, 5-2, 2.30 p.m. on ESPN wall. And the reason I like this is because of one thing, and that's Cincinnati. I like the defense here. Cincinnati's got a great defense. Part of the reason why we talk about them week after week, last year too, Woj, this is a good program. They're really coming along. Minus 5.5 in this one, over under a 63.5. It's obviously a conference showdown. Cincy right now sitting at number one. UCF sitting at number four. This game, though, it's Ritter versus Gabriel, baby. Definite battle of the shot colors in this one. Last year, Cincinnati caught home field advantage in this matchup. They won 27 to 24. That's a field goal win. That's a close game. I'd expect much of the same this year. The last five games, the winner has covered the spread, though. Last five games, the winner covered the spread. Keep that in the back of your mind when you're putting some action down in this one. I'd likely look for it to happen again. If you are against me and you're liking UCF, you know, might as well take that money line at plus one, six, three. What what are the points going to do? Minus five and a half. The game total is expected of 63 and a half. Games in the Sunshine State down there in Florida. You don't have to worry about these freezing temperatures. High scoring game like this, the probability, you know, of the game being decided by five, it, it, it's quite low. So if you are against me, probably look to take the money line. If you're with me, hey, lay those points. Let's go Cincy. 
this is a good game to watch. Uh, it, it's interesting to see if that over-under is going to move, though, from 63 and a half. I, I get why it's there, but with a spread that close, I don't understand it because Cincinnati is just so good at D. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati, they're just scary. Uh, let's talk about some fantasy points here. Uh, Cincinnati has given up 7.2 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. 7.2 to opposing quarterbacks. That's insane. And let me talk a little bit about these stats, though. Uh, typically, I don't pull these out until they've at least played, you know, six, seven games, because then you can start seeing patterns. And this this is amazing, the patterns that's coming along here. And, I mean, that 7.2 points per game isn't against just crap quarterbacks. Brady White from Memphis, 15.5 they held him to. Clayton Toon from Houston, 6.7. And those are in Shane Buscelli from SMU, 12.9. All three of those quarterbacks have had games of 40-plus. Uh, so it's just not like it's their joke quarterbacks. Um, a side note here that they played East Carolina last week. They had two quarterbacks in that game because they couldn't score any points. The combined point total for fantasy for the, both the quarterbacks was .1. Uh, so hopefully you didn't pick either of those people last week. Long story short here is don't play Dylan Gabriel at 8,700. <laughs> that is the long story short here. Do not play Dylan Gabriel into this game. I know everybody looks at the the DraftKings and they're looking over there. They see Dylan Gabriel sitting in the seventh slot. Uh, it looks juicy. He's scored a lot of points. He's had big games, but I don't expect him to have a big game here. Uh, just kind of like Brady White, Clayton Toon, Shane Buscelli, all didn't have big games against Cincinnati either. Um, however, I do like Desmond Ritter. Uh, the quarterback from since he's 9,200 this week, his third most expensive quarterback, averaging 32 points per game and is coming off a 47.9, a 37.9, a 40.8, and a 40.6. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to know. Those are awesome numbers. Uses his legs a lot, and that's a big thing in DraftKings. Four points for a passing touchdown, you get six points for a rushing touchdown. So I like Ritter in this game a lot. I just like Ritter in the slate a lot. Uh, it matches up pretty well, and if the over/under, if Vegas is right and the over/under slated that high, Ritter's going to score a bunch of points. Uh, targeting a receiver for Cincy is tough though, just due to how much they spread the ball around. If I was going to pick anybody, I'd pick Jason ja Jackson. Uh, he's only 4,200. Uh, would be either, I mean, he's just gets a high percentage of the snaps and is just consistent targets every game. So uh, consistent targets, being out in the field, that's big. At 4,200, that's cheap. Uh, I like Ritter and Johnson in, a, in any kind of stack, just in a cash game or non-cash game. Jamie, what are your thoughts on this game? Do you hype up the Cincinnati uh, defense as much as me? I, I'm excited to watch you. Kind of hit on all my points there. I, I'm excited to check out uh, Cincy's D against a high-powered offense. Um, see, you know, if they do uh, stack up. Uh, also excited to watch hit on Ritter. You already hit on his last four games. He's had a over right around 40 points uh yeah i mean that, that's all i got there <laughs> I mean, enough said cincinnati shuts everybody up pretty quick uh just like they shut up the other opposing quarterbacks um let's get to our last game of the day we got number 14 oklahoma state five and one at number 18 oklahoma five and two six thirty abc what a showdown in the big 12 wall yeah, another Big 12 showdown. Oklahoma giving a touchdown over under 59 and a half. The real Jay-Z was talking to me about this one the other night. Where did this open at, Jay-Z? Nine and a half, yeah, down to, I believe, seven at this point. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, 
a large number for it to open at in this uh, heated rivalry. Yeah, I think you brought it up well. I mean, it is a heated rivalry. It's the Bedlam series, baby. Oklahoma, though, is 89 and 18 in this series with seven no contests. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're just placing your bet on that, obviously you're going to take Oklahoma here. But I think things have been different over the last few years. This is a big game for the Big 12 in general. They need Oklahoma State to win this one. Keeps them with a small chance of a playoff appearance. Iowa State right now on top of the conference, but there are uh, only one losses to Oklahoma State. So this would not make their competition look that great with a loss to Oklahoma. But not really the team I expected to see this year. Mr. Chuba Hubbard over there, only 581 yards rushing on the season. Spencer Sanders, only 766 yards passing. He is sharing snaps with Illingworth, but I mean, that's an Oklahoma team that they, they win their games by just scoring more points than the other team. They have not done that much this year, but it's not the offense that wins championships. It's the defense. That's not a cliche. That's how it is. You know, it's definitely the case here with Oklahoma State, top 15 in points per game, giving up only 17.8 points on average per game. This is a Big 12, two Big 12 conference, too. That's, I mean, they score points in the Big 12 conference. No Big Z? Yeah, I was looking at that total myself. I was uh, actually checked out to see if any weather was coming in or anything. Just to that seemed low. Big 12 defense must be good this year. No, that Oklahoma yeah. State defense. Yeah, they're they're holding people. I mean, number 16 in yards given up per game. That's that's a respectable defense, especially in the Big 12. Lost to Texas. They didn't even give up 300 yards. They had eight tackles for loss in that one, with six of those are being sacks. You know, excuse me. If you take away those six sacks. Texas had only allowed 10 on the season. You know, they got six in that one game. This is an Oklahoma State defense that can play. Yeah, I mean, just think of they held Sam Ellinger to 17.9 uh, fantasy points that that contest. So they and, and just to kind of give, you know, these stats as far as fantasy points per game don't correlate to winning and losing because they obviously lost that game against Texas. But it still just shows how good their defense is. I mean, 17.4 to opposing running backs. 39.9 to opposing wide receivers and tight ends. Remember, LSU gives up 60.7. <laughs> so there's a big difference there. Um, giving up 13.8 to uh, opposing running backs. And like we just talked about, they held Sam Ellinger 17.9. Uh, it was one of the best in the biz. Um, I mean, I just like Oklahoma State in general. This spread is questionable, though. I don't know. Uh, Oklahoma can score points. Uh, no matter if it's a good defense or not, just kind of like Texas did against Oklahoma State before. So uh, there's just something to watch out for. I, I I feel like that spread just shouldn't be where it's at right now. I think it should be a lot tighter than that, especially where the over-under sitting, like you guys keyed in on. What are your what else are you thinking about, Jamie, in this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see this defense, I guess. I mean, Oklahoma coming off back-to-back 62-point games. Uh, their offense getting rolling. I don't know. Those couple bad losses early, they're trying to make a point here of late. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I can see that. I It's the same thing with the Texas game, and I just keep looking back at that Texas game. And even though Oklahoma State did okay and they didn't give up 300 yards, I mean, they still lost, and Texas scored, I think, 41 points. I mean, it's just 
Oklahoma's going to score points on them no matter what your defense is going to do. So you have to score some points. I know Hubbard's been struggling. Spencer Sanders is only thrown for 766 yards. So they're going to have to figure something out uh, as far as offense goes. You know, defense does win championships, but you got to at least have some sort of offense. Uh, I don't know if there's any Chicago Bear fans out there, but, I mean, you can kind of see exactly what we're talking about if you just watch a Bears game. Well, I don't watch the Bears game. I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched one yet this year. I do watch college football, though. And I'll tell you what, in this game, I'm going to give you a little bit of pushback. Rattler, you know, quarterback from Oklahoma, he decides how goes Oklahoma in the game. He comes out and throws three picks like he did in that Kansas State game. I don't care what happens in it. They're going to lose. He comes out ready to play, though, like the last few weeks. Zerk mentioned, you know, they dropped 62 against Kansas and Texas Tech. They're going to win. You know, they're playing a defense this week. I hate to keep bringing it up. Hate to keep beating a dead horse, but they're playing a a good defense. We're going to see if Rattler can get a little rattled back there. You know, normally in a game, college football wise, the home field advantage to a team is two and a half, three and a half. It looks like Oklahoma's getting a little more like five from their home field advantage in this one. That's the way I put this line. You know, they're getting the rest from the respect of their recent performances. Obviously, on the season as a whole, Oklahoma State is a better team. Very hard thing to argue. As of late, Oklahoma doing a little better, so I kind of see where that is. But I, I still like the points, you know, on an all-around better team. So I, I'll be taking Oklahoma State in this one. All right, it's that time of the week. The Wojen Wall Pick'em. Uh, we do have a guest in this week, so I'm going to let the guest go first. Uh, Jamie, what are you uh, thinking this week as far as your Wojen Wall Pick'em bet? And just keep in mind, now just keep this in the back of your head, we have not had a guest lose their Wojen Wall pick bet yet. Not one. So just, just keep that in the back of your head when you're picking this one. Well, thanks. That doesn't put any pressure on. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, as probably expected, I'm going to head out west and take it to the Pac-12. Uh, Jaden Delora really impressed me last week against Oregon, and Stanford just hasn't impressed me this year. So I'm going to take Washington State plus two. All right, Washington State plus two. Now, me and Wall, we had a back-to-back win again last week. Uh, you had Indiana minus 7-0. I had Miami. I only got plus 1.5, and you guys got 2.5. So I even got gypped there. But uh, we ended up uh, winning both of those bets. I even uh, bumped up Indiana like you talked about in the podcast. And I uh, got uh, on the plus on the VIG, I, got, I think I had them at 10. Uh, giving 10, uh, so still, or 10 and a half, uh, still ended up winning my bet there. Uh, so that was a good call there, Wall, last week. Wall, who are you going to take this week? Let's keep this winning streak going. Hey, I hope to, Woj, because I put my money where my mouth is, and I want to make some money this weekend. But I'm going to take a game we didn't talk about. I do it all the time, you know. It's because it's hard to talk about an Army game, but I'm taking Army minus three and a half. If you're following me, look to get a better number during the week, but I'm taking Army minus three and a half. All right. Um, I would like to take this to the Big Ten. And and I like Indiana. I won the bet with them last week. I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State, but I think it's going to be closer than 20 and a half. But hold on a minute. I'm not taking that bet for my Wojen Wall pick. And we got to win. we got to keep the winning streak going. I'm taking Cincy minus 5.5. And if there's any betting men or women out there, I would say parlay it with the under. Because uh, I'm just liking Cincinnati's defense. They're going to shut down Gabriel. UCF doesn't score more than 20 points in that game. Now, on to one other housekeeping call here, boys and girls. 
we are going to have a special live streamed event this Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, I will be hosting a filling out a, a, a DraftKings cash game and tournament game lineup live on Twitch. Uh, the Twitch channel is fourth and goal, all one word, fourth and goal. So you can just go to Twitch, search fourth and goal, or you can do twitch.tv forward slash fourth and goal, and it'll take you right there. Um, but I hope you all can come over, uh, follow, talk it up in chat, ask some questions. Uh, that would be a good time. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Again, that's Friday at 6 p.m. Well, which don't forget, we got to thank the big Jay-Z, the real Jay-Z, for joining us on this episode. Much appreciated. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Hopefully your Ducks pull it out against uh, UCLA this week. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I would hesitate to... Uh to overlook who pointed out uh, Iowa State first this week, and I, I believe that was uh, you all. Just wanted to clear that up as well. Oh, I, it might have been. I'll have, to, I'll have to check the tape. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.